Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Oh, come on. Let's worship him for a few more moments. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're so grateful for your presence and for your spirit in this house. Hallelujah, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. It feels good in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Jesus. We bless your name. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. To see each and every one of you. How many is thankful to be in the house of God? Amen. Amen. Thankful to be in the presence of the Lord with God's people. In Jesus' name, if you have your Bibles, we're going to turn open to the book of Proverbs, chapter 12, and verse number 2, and then the book of James, chapter 4, and verse number 6. So Proverbs, chapter 12, and 2, and James, chapter 4, and verse number 6. Everybody said amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. As you're turning there, amen, let's... Uh, not forget Sunday service. Let's come expecting a move of God. Invite somebody with you. Amen. Uh, take time and uh, reach out to somebody maybe that you haven't seen in a minute uh, or those that maybe God brings into your path. I believe this year God's going to connect us with a lot of people. And that's what I've been praying for and believing God for this week of consecration. Amen. For all those that have already uh, started uh, or have committed themselves. Amen. Thank you for your participation. And I do believe God's going to honor it, amen, as we bind together as a church. And so let's continue, amen, to, to, to expect great things, amen, as we move forward into this new year. Let's also remember to pray as we have already for all those that are out for a myriad of reasons, some that are not feeling well. Um, let's pray for them. And, you know, tis the season. Hallelujah. Uh, it's that hot to cold, and, and uh, it just happens every year. And uh, only in the recent years has it become a big deal. And so, <laughs> but we still believe that God is a healer. Amen. We still believe God's a healer. And we're going to pray uh, for our brothers and sisters in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles, book of Proverbs chapter 12 and verse number 2. The word of the Lord says this. A good man obtaineth favor of the Lord, but a man of wicked devices will he condemn. Read that one more time as you're already there. A good man obtaineth favor of the Lord, but a man of wicked devices will he condemn. And then if you can go to the New Testament, the book of James chapter 4 and verse number 6. James chapter 4 and verse number 6. The word of the Lord says this, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Now that word grace, in other translations, uh, and even the word itself, can be translated favor. Amen. So you could read it this way. But he giveth more favor, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth favor unto the humble. Amen. And I want to take tonight and just talk for a little bit on this subject. Favor isn't fair. Favor isn't fair. Would you set down your Bibles and let's pray all across this house. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that God's already in this place. I believe that God's, amen, wanting to speak to us and wanting to direct us, amen, this year as we walk into his favor. 
Amen. And I believe that God's going to use this word, amen, to help us, amen, initialize that, God. I pray that you touch every heart and every mind in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and just remind them, favor isn't fair, and you may be seated. Hallelujah. Everybody say favor. Everybody say grace. Everybody say mercy. These are three words that are commonly used in our uh, in our church, and rightfully so because we find them throughout the Word of God. Simply put, uh, if we were to define them out, though, uh, there's many that use these words interchangeably, but they have completely different meanings. Mercy, if I were to put it as simply as I could, is God not punishing us as our sins deserve? Is anybody thankful for the mercy of God? Amen. That's God not doing something. And grace is God blessing us in spite of our unworthiness. Anybody thankful for the grace of God? But when we talk about favor... Favor is the tangible evidence that a person has the approval from the Lord. It is the tangible evidence that a person has the approval from the Lord. There is a main difference between favor, grace, and mercy. Although people have used those words interchangeably, uh, mercy and grace refer to two different things. Amen. Grace is God giving us something that we do not deserve, and mercy is God not giving us something we do deserve, and usually it's something negative. Amen. Although there are those occasions where uh, God withholds something that we would say is positive from us, uh, but anytime the mercy of God comes into our life, it is God withholding something that would ultimately be negative. Amen. I, I, I know we all pray for open doors, and we thank God for open doors, but I want to tell you that I also thank God for doors that have closed. Amen. Uh, the doors that have shut and the things that have not worked out, we have to remind ourselves that it is the mercy of God on display. It is God not giving us something. I, I don't know about you, but there's, there's times where I've desired the wrong things. How about you? I have desired things that I thought would be good for me. Amen. As, as if I know better and God has withheld them from me and I thank God for his mercy for not giving it to me and not giving me what I think that I needed. And everybody said amen. But when we receive the grace of God, it is God giving us something that we don't deserve. Amen. I'm thankful for those moments when I, I couldn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. There was nothing that I could say, nothing I could do. And yet God, by his grace, showed up in my life and blessed me anyways. Amen. I'm thankful for those times as well. But favor, on the other hand, can be described as God's unusual liking to us. In other words, it is God positioning us to be his choice. The favor of God can be described as, as I've said, the tangible evidence that a person has received the approval from the Lord. If we were to use other terminology, we would say that God is pleased with us. Does anybody desire to have the approval of God? 
Amen. I desire, I desire to have the approval. I want God to look down from heaven and to look at us as a church and look at us individually and say, as he did over Jesus at his baptism, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. What were, what were we seeing in that moment? We were seeing a tangible evidence of the favor of of the Lord. I want God to look down at ARC and there be tangible evidence that these are my people in whom I am well pleased. These are my people in whom I have my favor upon. These are my people that I have chosen. Amen. We have become positioned to be his choice. When you think about it from a human standpoint, when we favor somebody, we always want to be with him or her. Hopefully, if you're married, the person you want to be with is your spouse. You favor them. We connect with them in a way that we don't connect with everybody else. When you favor somebody, we are delighted to be with them. There's nobody have to twist your arm to be with the person that you favor. Amen. The person that you enjoy being around. There's sometimes, as we all know, uh, I, I consider it those mercy moments and those grace moments where you have to be around some people you don't like. And I know that everybody likes everybody, but I'll speak for myself. I don't always like everybody. Uh, and most of the times there's people that don't always like me. But uh, it's those moments you got to be around them. It's the, it's the task. It's the, uh, and I know I'm talking to my introverted friends. They, they, they force themselves to come out of their shell for other people, and they are around them. But it doesn't matter how introverted or extroverted you are. If you get around somebody that you like, somebody that you favor, you get energy from them. You enjoy being around them. It's, it's natural. It's easy. That is what favor is like. Amen. Uh, in fact, we know this, that people usually favor people that favor them. Everybody likes people that like them. Uh, now, to be a Christian, you got to learn to like people that don't like you. And we'll talk about that later on this year. But, uh, but let's just take it for a moment where we are. Uh, everybody likes the people that like them and uh, the people that got a good word for them. And uh, they have something nice to say. And uh, they always think you're doing a good job. And they always think that you're the best. And uh, we always like being around encouraging type of people. Uh, and, and, and I wonder sometimes where that came from. And then I'm reminded that we were created in the image and the likeness of God and that uh, that you don't have to look very far to find revelations about how God works and 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 we can see from God and from his word that God shows favor to those who delight in connect with and give honor and favor back to him in other words God has mercy and grace for everybody but he reserves his favor for those that show favor back amen God reserves his favor amen for those that are walking in his ways and walking according to his word oh somebody give God praise hallelujah, hallelujah. 
That's why we believe in praising and worshiping God. Amen. Because God inhabits the praises of his people. God doesn't inhabit everybody that has received mercy and everybody that's received grace. But it is those that are showing forth favor when they give forth a sacrifice of praise and they lift up their voice and they magnify the Lord. And it comes from a heart that says, my delight is in the Lord. And God looks down from heaven and says, well, my delight's going to be upon the individual that delights in me and in my words. Somebody lift up your hands and let's do that for a moment. Let's, let's delight in the Lord for a moment. Amen. God delights in us when we delight in him. God shows us favor when we show favor to him, when we show favor to his word. But I've come to tell somebody, amen, it's a cliche phrase, but it's no less true. I'm just going to help us understand it a little further, that favor is not fair. Favor with man is not fair. And favor with God is not fair. And there are people that if I were to tell them that, they would try to disagree and say that God does not have favorites, but they have not read the Bible. Uh, and, uh, and, and it's easy and clear to see that God does, in fact, have favorites. Amen. Uh, and, and, and when we think about favoritism, we've got to be careful. And I've talked about this before, but when we think of favoritism, we think of it from a human standpoint. And some might even think about it if you were the oldest child or the youngest child or middle child. Usually the middle child is the one that's forgotten. But uh, you are the one that, that you have a big problem when we talk about favorites. Uh, you know, the youngest, we don't have any problem when we talk about favorites because we know who the favorite is. But when you're the oldest or the middle, we got we start getting a little offended because now you are uh, now you're talking about uh, my older or my younger sibling, probably the younger one. But um, you know, it is that idea of mankind's favoritism, and mankind's favoritism is not fair. It it typically is to show favoritism to one is is displayed by an unfair treatment of anybody else that is not the favored. In other words, when you are the favored sibling, you get a little extra on your plate. You get a little extra helping of dessert. Amen. You can tell who's the favored in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. But the others, they know you've had enough. And there is a withholding and there is a revoking of the one that is not favored. And it exemplifies to the one that is favored that I am favored above the rest. We see this human favoritism when we look at the life of Joseph. The life of Joseph was he was favored by his father. And he got a coat that his brothers didn't get. Amen. And his brothers threw him in a pit because the favoritism was not fair, that their father favored one above the others. And while Joseph was uh, hanging back in the tent, uh, amen, outside of the sun, they were out doing hard labor and hard work. And, and you can see where, I know we like to beat up on Joseph's brother, but we can start to see where the tension came from, that the favoritism was not fair, and they felt it. Anybody ever felt that before? Amen. In life, sometimes life's not fair. Amen. But to understand God's favoritism, we have to start with the understanding that God is just. God is not fair. Amen. I, I just came to treat you a little bit tonight. 
God's not fair. And I know there's people that shake their fist towards heaven, and anytime something bad happens, they go, it's not fair. Has anybody ever done that? I will raise my hand as the first. I have done that. I have said, God, it's not fair. But I have never shaken my fist when something went my way and said, God, it's not fair. Right? The why me, the poor me only happens when something negative happens. But it never happens when you get a blessing. It never happens. Uh, amen. You never shake your fist to heaven and say, God, why did you favor me? God, why did you bless me? God, why did I get a new job and not the person next to me? God, why did I get a raise and not the coworker next to me? Nobody ever looks to heaven and says it's not fair. Only when it's negative. And when it's negative, we look towards heaven and we say it's not right. It's not fair. And, there's, there, and God, you must be wrong. This is where people's theology becomes a lifestyle. This is why people, when something doesn't go right, they stop going to, they stop going to church. They stop praying. They, because they have associated what is happening in their life on a basis of whether or not it is fair in their human ideal. Amen. But I want to tell you, God's not fair. God is just. God is balanced, amen. God is not out of balance. And if God was, and, and, and Job had a beautiful revelation of this because he said it this way, shall we only receive good from the Lord? Should we only receive health? Should we only receive raises and money and cattle? Amen. Should we only receive sunny days? Amen. Uh, but, but Job had an understanding that God is just and God is balanced. Amen. And, and we could say, God, I only want sunny days. But then we would live in a drought. Amen. And God is just. And he knows that if I only give you sunny days and there's never dark clouds and there's never rain, there will never be a harvest in your life. And God looks at it, everything from a just point of view and says, if I I don't do things the way that I do them. Amen. If I did everything the way you want them done and how you want them done and when you want them done, amen, you would live in a desert wasteland and it would no longer be the paradise you're dreaming about. And so God looks at it. He doesn't look at it. Wait, what's fair? And did I do it based on what this person has? And I want to tell you, God's not socialist. God doesn't take from one to give to the other. Amen. So that everybody has everything equally and everybody has everything fair. God doesn't do that. Amen. And there's people that they have they have taken this and thought, well, I should have what everybody else has. I, I, should, I should be gifted the way that everybody else is gifted. But the Bible even declares that as it is in the body, huh, that one is the hand and one is the foot and one is the eye. And, and the eye could get offended and say, why am I not being used in this way? Or why is God not dealing with me in this way? But you are a completely different person. And God looks at you not based on faith in comparison with your peers and those around you. But he says, I want to deal with you based on what is just for you. Amen. We ought to give God praise for that because I thank the Lord he doesn't deal with me the way he deals with you. I thank God that he doesn't judge us, uh, amen, as if it was some graph uh, and all we are is numbers on a page and everybody's got to pass God's standardized test. Uh, and now, amen, you have to line up to what everybody else has to line up to. But God doesn't do that. Uh, God's not looking for what's fair. God's looking for what's just. Uh, God's looking for what's right. Oh, somebody ought to give God a hand clap of praise. 
Oh, somebody ought to give him some real praise today. Maybe that revelation hasn't hit you yet, but I'm thankful he doesn't judge me based on you. He doesn't judge me based on what you've done or have not done. Uh, amen. We're not judged in this together, but God is judging us fair. God is judging us according to his righteousness. Hallelujah. Amen. God is just, and therefore we must believe his judgment is always right. Doesn't mean I like it. Hallelujah. And that's a whole nother message, whether or not I like God at the moment. You know, that's that whether or not I like God's decisions are irrelevant to his justness or his justice. His judgment is always right. If you go through it, you need to declare God is good. If you if you if you suffer grief, you suffer loss. I know it's difficult. I've lived it. I lived through it, but I have made it up in my mind. My answer will always be God is good. Amen. And we sang about it. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. I can't explain it to you. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. If I were God, I'd do it totally differently. But I also am not a I am not perfectly just like he is. And I made the declaration, God, your judgment is always right. And if you've decided it for me, it was right. If you open the door, it was right. If you close the door, it was right. If I gained, it was right. If I lost, it was right. If I was healthy, it was right. If I was sick, it was right. But no matter what, God is just. Somebody ought to give God praise. If we get that revelation, amen, church, it will completely change how we live for God. It will completely change what we expect from God. If we can get the revelation that God is right and his judgment is always right, uh, amen, and whatever God decides, uh, it was the right decision. This is why the Bible will declare that we know that all things work together for the good of those that love God, to those that are called according to his purpose. Uh, amen. The reason everything works out for good is because we trust in the fact that God is right and God is just, and he knows how to make a perfect day out of a miserable time. He knows how to bring rainbows in the dark clouds of your life. He knows how to take the pain you've been through and bring promise out of it. He knows how to take grief and make glory out of it. Oh, somebody ought to give God praise here tonight. Oh, come on, let's worship him for a moment. Come on, I'm just talking to us tonight. Amen. God knows how to take the negative and make a positive out of it. Amen. Sometimes it's two negatives that make a positive. And we got to let God be in control. Somebody worship him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. His judgment is always right. It may not always seem fair, but it's always right. With that being said, if God favors somebody, it is because it's the right thing to do. It is just. If God shows favoritism, it is because it is just. If the church receives favor from the Lord, it is because it's just. Again, I'm not talking about grace and mercy. 
I'm not talking about the mercy where he withholds things that are negative from us. Amen. Uh, even though we deserve the negative things. Amen. Something we've done wrong. He makes, he makes good things out of even the things we've done wrong. I'm not talking about mercy. And I'm not even talking about grace where he gives us the things that we don't deserve. Where, where I didn't deserve it, but God blessed me anyhow. I thank God for those moments. Amen. Uh, and, and even those would be considered just. But, amen, when I talk about the favor of God and we talk about, amen, him shining his light of ple- uh, being pleased and well pleased and his favor being upon somebody, uh, amen, it's not because of something you did wrong and God overrode it, uh, and it's not even because you didn't deserve it and God gave you something, uh, amen, but when we talk about the favor of God, uh, we have to realize that if God is giving you favor, uh, it is it is not fair, it is just. Uh, if God is giving you favor, it's not fair by any terms, uh, but there was something that God looked at that said it, it would be unjust of me not to show them favor to preach to somebody uh, that says, well, favor's not fair, and and that's not okay, and I wish I could get some favor, but I got good news for you. God doesn't show favor the way that mankind shows favor. It's not to one and the revoking from another, but God shows favor wherever it's just, uh, and if it's just for you uh, and your neighbor's doing the same thing, uh, God's no respecter of persons, uh, and God would look at your neighbor the same as he looks at you and says it would only be be right for me to favor them both. Somebody lift up your hands and magnify the Lord. Come on, let's magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is not limited in his favor, church. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody lift up your voice. It's not a ranking system. God's not limited. Somebody give him praise. If God gives you favor, it's because it's the right thing to do. Amen. You've been doing something right. You've been living right. You've been praying about it. God showing you favor. Somebody give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's favor is not like man's favor, church. God is not limited in his favor. He does not run out of favor. He runs out of people that are walking in favor. Hallelujah. God's not limited in handing out favor. He's got got more favor. In fact, he's got a blessing we don't even have room enough to receive. But he looks down from heaven for people that he would that he he looks at them and says, it would be unjust of me to not favor them. But there are people that are not walking according to his word, and it would be unjust of him to show favor. It would be unjust of him, amen, to say that I'm going to show this person favor. Now, he might show that person mercy. He might show that person grace. But that does not mean he's going to show him favor. Because God's lack of favor is also just. God's lack of favor is also right. God's not limited in his ability to give out favor, but we can limit ourselves to receiving the favor of God. Amen. God wants to give you favor. God wants to give the church favor, but we've got to be willing to walk the path of favor. We've got to be willing to walk in the way of favor. Amen. God does not do it like mankind. He does not rank us in order of importance. Well, I favor this one, so they're more important. No. God God is not like man. I favor this one, therefore I'll treat them good. And I don't favor this one, therefore I'll treat them bad. That's not how God works. It rains on the just and on the unjust. Amen. 
he will treat this person with favor and he will show his approval. In the meantime, he'll still treat this person good. Amen. And this person is no less loved, no less special, no less important to him. But there's something different about this person that has walked in the favor of God, that has God's pleasure, that has God looking down from heaven, amen, with with a smile on his face and says, that's one of my favorites. Amen. I want to also say this so that people don't get it misunderstood. Because God's not limited in his favor, We don't have to compete one with another to earn it. This ain't older sibling, younger sibling, middle child forgotten. Amen. This is is God looking down at his children and saying this, you can all be my favorite. You ever ask a parent who's your favorite? And they always say, none of them are my favorite. You're lying. At one point or another, one of them has been your favorite. And this week it might be different than it was last week, but they've got your favor. And I can promise you this, as we are as humans, being, uh, being sinful, broken creatures, when you look at them, the one that never hears your advice, the one that never takes your word to heart, the one that never calls you, never cares, never sends a card, amen, uh, it's not that you love them any less, uh, but that one that is always saying, what's your advice, and they take it, what, 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 what should I do, and they follow it, uh, amen, you may not love them any less, uh, but I promise you this, uh, you're going to move mountains to help this one out because you see that they are attempting to do what the father loves and they're attempting to do oh come on somebody don't act like it didn't happen it happens if that's how it is on an earthly standpoint there's a heavenly father that's looking down at his children and saying i'll favor all of you if you all walk in my word i'll favor every one of you but this is the key You and I must posture ourselves to receive the favor of God. And this is the difference between grace and mercy. Grace, the unmerited favor, unearned favor. The mercy, also undeserved. He should have have killed me when when he had the chance. The difference between grace, mercy, and favor of the Bible is that favor is not earned by works in the sense of you can do a certain number of things and you get the favor of God. I'm not talking about uh, where we we live by by works. Uh, Amen. We are not saved by works, but I want to tell you, you will not be saved without works. And there's a big difference between being saved by them, uh, amen, and, and, and living, amen, as Jesus Christ is inside of you. And now you start manifesting the kingdom of God. And now good works uh, come out of you because the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. There's a big difference. I'm saved. I do good works because I'm saved. I'm not saved because I do good works. I can posture myself to receive the favor of God. For even the Bible declares that God resists the proud. Anybody want God to resist them? Oh, man, I didn't see a hand come up. Praise God. I don't want God to resist me. I don't want God to resist my efforts. Amen. But the Bible says he gives grace, or as it's translated out, favor to the humble. When God looks down, amen, he sees the posture of the individual. And church, if we want the favor of God on our lives... There are certain attitudes that we must have and certain attitudes we must not have. There are certain actions we must take and certain actions we must not take. We'll talk about all of this this year. There are things that we need to adhere to and things we need to avoid if we want to maintain the favor of God in our lives. 
There are just some things that God said, I'm not a respecter of persons. What that means is I don't care who you're related to. It doesn't matter what your bloodline is. It doesn't matter. None of those external factors matter. But God does look down at the content of your character, and he looks down at your sacrifice, and he looks down at your heart, and he looks down at your thought life, and he looks down at what you're intending to do. God looks at the motive of the individual. Amen. And when he sees a pure heart, amen, he says, amen, those that have a pure heart can come up, amen, to the holy hill of the Lord. Those that are willing to have a humble spirit, amen, their attitude is right. Amen. Those are the ones that, amen, everybody's going to be loved. Everybody's going to receive mercy and grace. But there's those that I'm going to allow them to come up another level. There's those I'm going to allow them to be favored above everybody else because they've made certain decisions. God will give us mercy when we fail. Let me help everybody understand what I'm talking about tonight. This is a parent not spanking a child when they've disobeyed. Now, that kid might think they got away with it, but they didn't get away with nothing. They just received mercy. And the parent thought, you know what, I could spank them, but I'm not going to. They received mercy. God will even look beyond our failures, and he will grant us grace. This is a parent looking at a child and seeing their disobedience, but looking beyond their disobedience and giving them another chance to do it again. I want everybody to understand this. God gives mercy and grace to everybody. He really does. God gives mercy and grace to everybody. There's times I've disobeyed and God has withheld judgment from me. There have been times I've disobeyed and God has not only withheld judgment from me, but he's also given me an opportunity to take the test again. I receive mercy and I receive grace. But when we talk about favor, favor is when we posture ourselves uh, the right way. And this is a parent that sees a pattern of obedience in the life of their child. Uh, and not only are they pleased that their child's being obedient, they take them out for some ice cream. Amen. I want to tell you the favor of God. I'm just trying to help us understand it from a human level. Amen. That the favor of God uh, looks down at you and I. He sees patterns of obedience. Uh, he sees the right spirit. Uh, he sees the right actions. Uh, he sees the right attitude. Uh, amen. And he says that's the individual that I'm going to place my favor upon. Uh, everybody can have my grace. Everybody can have my mercy. But I reserve uh, my, fa my favor for those uh, that are willing to posture themselves for it. Let's stand across the building lift up our hands. Let's stand across the building lift up our hands. Hallelujah. We'll talk about more, amen, people in the Bible, and we'll give examples. But tonight I just want to open it up this year as we begin to talk about things that bring the favor of God. Amen. It's not just to come to church and hear them, but it's to say, God, how can I implement them? How can I posture myself in them so that I can be a guaranteed recipient of the favor of God? Somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, let's pray. Does anybody want the favor of God? I want God to favor me. I want God to favor my family. I want God to favor my church. I want God to favor us. Come on, somebody pray all across this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, you can receive the favor. You can receive the other people might say it's not fair, but they weren't doing what you were doing. Other people might say it's not fair, but they, they weren't praying the way you were praying. Other people might say it's not fair, but you, you were studying the Word of God when they were watching Netflix. Other people might say, oh, it's not fair, but if you look at the patterns, 
got to have, as the Bible says, showing ourselves a pattern of good works. Now we got to show a pattern. Amen. Like what Brother Prado said one time, everybody wants us to see their potential, but nobody wants us to see their patterns. <laughs> Amen. I want to tell you, in the kingdom of God, God looks at your patterns. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, mercy and grace is there for your patterns. Amen. And everybody say amen for that. Thank you, Jesus. His mercy and grace is there for your patterns. But I want to tell you, his favor is also there for your patterns. When God sees, amen, that it, it, it is in the cool of the day that Adam's going to come walking in the garden. God shows up in the cool of the day looking for Adam. Because the pattern up until that point was that Adam was going to meet with God. And so God favored him with his presence and was going to meet with him. If you make it up in your mind, I'm going to show a pattern of prayer this year. And you just say, God, I'm going to meet with you. It doesn't have to always be at the same time, although that does help to keep consistent prayer life. Amen. If you just make it up in your mind, God, I'm going to meet with you this year. I guarantee you're going to see favor in your prayer life like you never have. Because you made the determination, God, I'm going to show a pattern of prayer. If you read the Word of God this year, and say, God, I may not understand everything, but I'm going to put it in front of me every day. God's going to see that pattern. And I promise you're going to get revelations. You're going to get understanding from heaven that other people won't understand. Amen. We must pattern ourselves and posture ourselves to receive the favor of God. And the people that have a problem with this concept are the ones that are not living a godly pattern. And they look at other people, and they do what the Bible says not to do. They judge themselves amongst themselves, which the Bible says is not wise. And they wonder, what is it about this person? I'll never forget. My brother, I, these are the only shoes I ever walked in, so please understand. I'm not boasting or anything like that tonight. But my brother, I got him in church, and, and, and he had every, everything handed to him. The guy had a trust fund with over, over $750,000. We had different dads, and that was probably the problem. I wish I'd changed inheritances there. But, uh, but he, he got an inheritance, and, and he, he squandered it. Doesn't have anything to show for it today. But um, it, it just seemed like everything he did, I was always struggling and always broke. And I was just like, God, help me. And he was just always, it just seemed like everything was happening. And uh, there was times where I got envious of what he had only to have a conversation with him to find out he was envious of everything I had. He said, man, I wish I could open the Bible and, and, and God would speak to me out of it. I wish God would speak to me like that. And I thought, man, I, doesn't that happen to everybody? Amen. I, I didn't realize it, but God was giving me spiritual blessing. I may not have had any physical or tangible ones at that moment, but I was receiving favor. Amen. And, and we can judge ourselves amongst ourselves. Amen. It's not wise to do that. And people, they look at your life and they see the favor of God. And if they themselves are not receiving the favor of God, they might have issue with you. This is where we got to be Christians and say, you know what? I'm going to be humble about it. If I receive the favor of God, I'm going to be humble about it. Oh, somebody pray. I just came to talk to us for a, for a little bit tonight. Somebody pray. Come on, the favor of God's not fair, but it's available to everybody. It's not fair, but it comes to whosoever will. If you'll walk according to his word, walk according to his ways, God's favor will rest upon you. Hallelujah.
Amen. I've said it before, but I'll say it a thousand more times. In, in Apostolic Revival Center, we will not be a church that looks across the aisle and sees somebody that God is obviously favoring and God's obviously blessing and God's obviously doing something with. And again, not all things are material. Some things come in other ways. Uh, but we will not be the kind of church that looks across the aisle and says, well, I don't like them because of all the favor they've got. This will not be a cane church. Come on, somebody. It might be a Cane's church where we go eat some chicken fingers, but it won't be a Cane church. Hallelujah. It won't be a church where we see God's fire descending on somebody's sacrifice. And instead of asking Abel, what can I do that I might get the same favor you got? We become a Cain that starts killing our brother. We're not going to be the kind of church that does that. We're going to be the kind of church that says, if God's blessing you, can you help me figure out what I got to do? If God's showing you favor, if God's answering your prayers, can we pray together? Huh? Can we fast together? Can you show me the pattern? If God's doing it for you, he's no respecter of persons. He will do it for me as well. But I've got to be willing to step into that path of favor where God looks down from heaven and says, it would only be right for me to favor them as well. Somebody lift up your hands. I'm done teaching, preaching, screeching. Somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, favor's not fair, but it's just. Favor's not fair, but it's available to everybody. Favor's not fair, but God wants to give you favor more than you want favor. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody pray. Come on, somebody pray. I want your favor. I want your favor upon me. I want your favor on my family. God, give me revelations. God, speak to my mind. God, speak to my heart. Is there anything in me that's not pleasing? Help me to remove it so I can have the favor of God. If there's anything I should be doing that I'm not doing, God, tell me so I can have the favor of God on my life. We're going to come to the altar here in a minute and pray. We've all experienced this. I know it. I've traveled around, so maybe I've experienced a little more than others. I believe there's a lot of churches that will receive mercy and grace. They've received mercy and grace. I believe I'm going to see them in heaven. Absolutely. But I've been to enough churches that I didn't feel the favor of God. Hallelujah. And some people, when you do go into an atmosphere where you feel the favor of God, you feel the moving of God's spirit, amen, that, that, that you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta go back and you gotta figure out what, what was it? What are they doing? Amen. Whenever I go to a church, uh, amen, and I, I feel the favor of God, I, I get in conversation with the pastor and say, man, I, I'm not looking for what programs you have, but what, what are you doing around here? So the favor of God flows so freely. And piece by piece, I start finding things, amen, that each of them are doing. And, in fact, they all have them in common. And I think, man, God, if you'll do it there, you can do it here. Every apostolic church uh, that baptized in Jesus' name is filled with the Holy Ghost. They are going to receive mercy. They're going to receive grace. But I want to be a church that receives favor as well. I want God's spirit to flow. Well, you, 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 you don't have to teach like that, preach like that. I want God's favor to flow. Well, if you just ease up on this and ease up on that, I, I don't know because everyone I've talked to and everywhere I've seen the favor of God flow, they don't ease up on those things. I, I want the favor of God. Let's lift up our hands. In fact, I want us to come down to the altar. Would you come down to this front? Would you pray for just a couple minutes and say, God, I promise you, you come to this altar and you start praying about God's favor, he'll begin to speak things to you. He'll begin to tell you things that will bring his favor into your life. Uh, he'll begin to tell you things, uh, amen, that could bring the favor. He, he wants to give you favor.
Come on, somebody pray. He wants to give you favor. He wants to bless your life. He wants to help you. He want, he's, he's waiting for an opportunity, but he will not go against his word. He will not go against his ways. He will not go against his principles. He will not go against his precepts. You've got to walk according to his way. Somebody pray. Come on, after his likeness, somebody. Somebody pray. I want to be like you, Jesus. I want to walk in the favor. If you'll speak to me, I know I'll receive the favor. If you'll tell me what I got to do, I know I'll receive the favor. Come on. What's it going to take? God, what's it going to take to receive the favor of God? Somebody pray in this house. It's available to everybody. If you want it, you can have it. You just got to be willing to do what everybody else does that has it. Come on, let the favor of God flow through this house. There's people that are saying, God, if you'll speak it to me, if you'll show it to me, I will apply it to my life. Favor's coming, honey. Favor's coming to your family. Favor's coming to your family. church let's pray whatever it takes whatever it takes you got to have that mentality whatever it takes to have the, the the favor of god whatever it takes i'll do it
Come on, let's pray all across this building. I, I do feel the favor of God flowing in this house. Hallelujah, it's available. It's available. Hallelujah, it's available in Jesus' name. God, we want your favor. We've talked about it. We need your favor. We can't, we can't do it without your favor, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. When we think about the favor of God, a good representation of this is when somebody was anointed in the Old Testament, that oil was poured out on them. It was to signify that God is pleased with them. God has chosen them. Amen. And I do believe that as it even was in the days of Noah, the Bible says that Noah received grace. In other translations, Noah received favor. That in the midst of a wicked and perverse generation, Noah was doing something right. Noah was trying. And God looked down from heaven. He, I have no doubt we could have had 50 Noahs. But there was only one. And if God looks across a congregation like this tonight, and he only sees one, he'll anoint the one. And it's not fair in our eyes. But it's right. But the same thing's true if he looks around and says, I could favor every one of these people. And people could look from the outside in. And say, what is happening at ARC? And all we'll be able to say is, I don't know, but God's favored us. You know, it's, it's when we look at even social media and different things like that, you can easily look and see somebody else's lifestyle. And I think some of her, as, as is the custom of this generation, a lot of it's fake. But you can look at things. And uh, let's use an example. You can look at somebody's house, a tangible thing, something we can all relate to. And you could say, man, I wish I had that. But we don't ever ask them, you know, we ask them, you know, uh, different questions like, oh, what did, you, what did you purchase? What did you, but we never really ask the questions, what did you do to be able to do that? Right? What, what steps did you take to be able to afford that home? And if we did the same things, I promise you this, we could do exactly, we could purchase the same things, right? But if you really look at that individual, you find out they put some effort in where we are not yet willing to put the effort in. And if somebody is favored, they have somewhere along the lines put in the effort where the other person has not. If somebody's gifted and anointed, they put in some effort, and God favored them. Amen? But it's available to all of us. And so when you see something or somebody or, man, you're desiring, the Bible says if you desire the office of a bishop, you desire a good thing. The Bible doesn't condemn anybody for that. If you see something and you go, man, God, what do I got to do? I promise you this. If you start praying about it, God, what steps do I got to take? You start asking different questions when you start thinking about that. What, what attitude do, do I have to have? What, what perseverance level do I have to have? Uh, and God will start giving you words. And God, will, his favor as you start walking in it will just start flowing on you and I. Church, I look around and, man, I love ARC. I do. I think we have an incredible church. 
I don't look across at other churches and go, man, I wish we had that. No, you know what I do? I look and say, God, what are they doing that we can do to have that level of favor? What is it about them? It's, there's, there's no respecter of persons, God. It's not, oh, well, they live in a different part of the country. That doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to God at all. Amen. I want to tell you, this is God's country. God loves Nevada. Amen. And so, uh, God, what do we got to do? What effort do we got to put in? If somebody's having revival, God, what effort are they putting in to have revival? Because they put in a level of effort, and then favor showed up and, and just multiplied their efforts. Amen. They sowed a seed somewhere, and God multiplied the seed. Amen. They gave their fish and loaves, and God fed 5,000. God, what do we got? What do we got to do this year to receive and obtain the favor of God? I thank you for the mercy I've received. I thank you for the grace I've received. Amen. But I want to go beyond mercy and grace this year. I want to step into the favor of God. If that's your prayer, one more time, lift up your hands. Amen. God, I pray. Amen. For each and every individual, I pray for our church, Lord. Amen. There is a level of effort, God, that we, amen, that we can step into. There is a level of activity. Amen. There is a mentality. Amen. There is an attitude that we can step into. Amen. That would that will guarantee that it's only just and only right for the favor of God to rest upon us. And God, I pray this year that we would take everything from your word and apply it so that we can see the favor of God flowing on our families, on our marriages, on our marriages, on our kids, on our church. Hallelujah. Lord, we give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus name and everybody said amen let's give the Lord one more hand clap of praise hallelujah amen shake hands be friendly love one another amen let's go amen desiring to walk in the favor of God amen God bless you